0: You'll be all right. Mm. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the October twenty third edition of the pipe Bomb Podcast. This should be episode seven, right? Because it's an odd week, and this is the yep. week that we have the, the live. So yes, so it should be the odd. Like I, that's how I got it. every 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 other week. Every odd week is week one was the we started when it was the because I announced it that we did episode one the day after in the next live. Yeah. So that's I know. So this should be episode seven. Um, (laughs) it's episode seven already, huh? Uh. Anyway, we have an eventful week, so let's go ahead and get going. This is the raw results from October nineteenth, twenty twenty. It's already at the end of October. Lots of stuff coming up. So this is gonna be a wild next couple weeks. So I'm glad you guys are with us for this podcast.
1: Absolutely
0: the fiend arrives on raw the hurt business versus retribution
2: mm. <laughs> Ooh,
0: <hoo-hoo-hoo.
2: Yay. laughs>
0: the season premiere of wwe raw kicked off with a new opening set to NF's the search before giving away before giving away giving way to the arrival of the fiend bray wyatt Introduced to the WWE Network by Alexa Bliss. The former Universal Champion made his way to the ring, joining Bliss hand-in-hand hand before Retribution's music played, and the Renegade faction made his first appearance under the guidance of Mustafa Ali. They soon got killed. I'm assuming. The arena darkened, yep. and when the lights came up, the Fiend, Bliss, the Fiend and Bliss disappeared. The Hurt Business' music played, and a brawl between the factions broke out. MVP Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin, and Bobby Lashley, such a terrible tag team, yeah. Cleared the ring as the show headed to break. After the commercial Ashley started off the, adver- the advertised eight-man tag team match for his team, taking T-Bar down with a flatliner. Alexander teed off on Slapjack, catching him with a knee and kick for 2. A momentary distraction by his teammates allowed a wobbly uh slapcat. Slapcack or Slapjack? Slapjack. Because now a slap cack on the neck. So maybe it's a typo. Maybe it's still slapjack. Uh, to tag. Oh, his name changed after <laughs> re- he got slapped so hard. His name changed to tag. <laughs> all, tag Ali in the match and seize control of the bout for retribution. The fiend <clears throat> appeared on the video screen as the show headed back to the break, halting Ali and his followers' onslaught. Back from the timeout, the Hurt Business worked over Mace, cutting him off from his partners. The action broke down and Lashley applied the Hurt Lock to T-Bar for the win. After the matchup, The Fiend appeared and laid to waste to Mace, Slapjack, and T Bar, who rescued Eile from punishment at the hands of the masked madman of Money Night. The Fiend stood tall as the video of bliss aired on the video screen. Bray Wyatt's voice doubled over hers. Let me in, sounding throughout the Thunderdome. Mm. Result The Hurt Business defeated Retribution Grade B. Well, I mean, it was. Uh, the Fiend is
1: on Raw, because it just makes sense for him to be with Alexa Bliss now that they're planning this whole storyline with them. So to have all that happen and you know, retribution, I hope this thing I don't know, like I said it, it, we talked about this before we went live and I think retribution was revealed as who they were too soon. Yeah, They should have waited a lot longer and uh, let them wreak a little bit more havoc before they revealed who they were and I think they could have revealed them in a whole much better way.
0: Um, but I, I'm kind of glad that the, the Hurt Business took him out. Matt Riddle versus AJ Styles with Jordan omega uh, which really looks like it has a mega, be, a mega behind, who, <laughs> dude's about as tall as, actually about as tall as Big Show. Dude's huge, the Bodyguard. that dude's, yeah. really, literally gigantic, I literally don't think he's a real human, I think he's a lizard person with, yeah, with human so flesh, too. that dude's freaking huge, there's no way. Yeah, like Kylie would probably look straight up at him. Yeah, probably. Holy cow! Flank, flanked by his new massive bodyguard, by his massive bodyguard, AJ Styles made his way to the ring to cut a Braga- <laughs> b- braggadocious promo about <laughs> I, the, the the yawn happened because I was sitting there thinking that's all it was—a braggadocious promo about his return to Raw on last week's Day to Be Draft. This brought out Matt Riddle, also formerly of SmackDown, for the scheduled match. He came out in his underwear and nothing else. After a minute or two, of the referee <laughs> insisting the former bouncer for Raw Underground leaves the ring. The action, the action kicked off with Riddle dominating a brief encounter with the giant stun with the giant. <sighs> goodness! Sorry. Brief encounter with the giant stun Riddle, allowing Styles to take control of the, of the bout. Following the break, Riddle fought back, fought his way back into the match, delivering a wicked fisherman buster into a cradle for two. The original bro found himself knocked to the floor, where he was again distracted by the bodyguard. I'm not even gonna try to say his name. Back inside, <laughs> Styles capitalized and delivered the Styles Clash for the hard uh, fought pinfall victory. Result: Styles defeated Riddle, grade B. Yeah, it was. Um, when I saw Styles come out with this guy, I'm like, who the hell
1: is Big? Big D, I don't know what to
0: call. Him. Big, D.
1: Big D, Mr. Huge, I don't know. He was a very tall guy. I think he could do a good match with uh, Kali. That would be cool. But yeah, it was um, yeah, it was a good.
2: I just. Uh... It was
1: good.
0: I agree. Yeah, I agree too. Yeah. 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 Raw Women's Championship match: Asuka versus lana hmm i love lana <laughs> that's all i'm going to think of every time i hear lana now yep <laughs> after an impassion of promo from WWE champion drew mcintyre head of his title offense against randy orton at sunday's Cell, lana lana i love her made her way to the ring for a raw women's championship match against Asuka. Earned by way yep. of her victory in last week's dual-brand ba- dual Women's Battle Royal.
2: Uh-oh.
0: <laughs> Lana sc- uh, see, at the same time, we knew. Lana scored a yep. quick count early, but Oscar reversed that into an Oscar lock attempt, forcing the challenger to scurry the ropes with a break. The ravishing Russian, who doesn't speak with an accent at all anymore, executed a few more surprising <laughs> takedowns and reversed be- reverses before the Empress finally trapped her into the submission for t- the tap-out victory. After the match, Nia Jackson and Shannon Baszler attacked the Oscar. The, the former delivered a smoke drop to Lana. <laughs> I love Lana, driving her through the announce <laughs> table for the fifth consecutive week before Oscar fended them off to close out the segment. Result: Asuka defeated Lana, who Liv Morgan loves so much. Grade C minus. You know what? I, yeah, because I
1: mean, Lana. I, I mean, I she her. just. Yeah, I love her, but it's still, it's, <laughs> she makes a better manager than she does a wrestler. Truth. So, the C,
2: I, the C, yeah. Yeah. Truth. True at.
0: Fatal 4-Way, women's tag team match. Because Zima Sunlight's going to be fun. So we'll see. No, Shay- Shayna ba- well, has got a picture of Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. So. Shayna Baszler <laughs> and Nia Jax. So, so Shayna Baszler's already a dude. We already know that. Shayna yeah. Baszler and Nia Jax asserted their dominance in a promo and issued a challenge to anyone in the locker room ref- refuting their reign over the Raw and SmackDown women's divisions. Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, the Riot Squad, now, Smack- now with SmackDown, and the new team of Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce all answered, giving way to a fatal four-way non-title match. Well, that's lame. A chaotic bra saw yeah. Royce Evans, Ruby Wright, and Liv Morgan soar through the air, wiping the opposition out ahead of the break. Back from the break, the action eventually broke down, with each competitor getting the opportunity shine through some signature offense. Morgan and Wright rolled, the latter delivering a Riot kick that nearly scored the win. Bazer pulled her to the floor and put her to sleep with the Kirafuta clutch before Jax tagged in and delivered the Simone drop to Evans for the win. Jackson Baser defeated Evans and Royce, Riot Squad, and Rose and Brooke. Great C. See, they don't even have full teams anymore. Evans and Royce. Rose and Brooke. At least Riot Squad's a squad. Somewhat. (laughs) More like a riot duo.
1: Right, yeah.
0: Elias performs, Jeff Hardy crashes the proceedings.
1: That was good. I'm sorry to interrupt, but dude, that was the (laughs) best I've seen in a long time. What does WWE stand
2: for?
0: Walk with Elias. Wait, what does WB stand for? Walk with Elias <laughs> <laughs> Elias returned to the stage this week, promising the greatest concert of all time ahead of the release of his new album Universal Truth. <clears throat> he performed a medley beginning with his new single, Amen. Elias played his album again and ended with Good Night, I love none of you. He teased an encore to his guitar for Jeff Hardy to reveal himself as a mysterious guitarist I didn't hit you with that car man and you know it he exclaimed after recklessly swinging said guitar I didn't hit you with the, I didn't hit you with the car but I'm beating your ass with this guitar with this guitar <laughs> Elias retreated to close out the segment grade C plus
1: yeah it was good though I think
0: it you, you just know, like just seeing Elias get his ass whooped match. that's all it was
1: yeah, but I still like Jeff Hardy coming out like that. That was awesome. I thought he was going
0: to kill. <laughs> Kofi Kingston with yeah. Xavier Woods versus Sheamus. Ooh. Kofi, that was... Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods hit the ring, making their first appearance on Raw since after since after being drafted a week ago. Sheamus interrupted their promo, and after some back and forth that included Johnny Appleseed, the, Celt- the Celtic <laughs> warrior faced... Kingston in a battle of former world champions. Seamus used his strength advantage to seize the upper hand heading into the break, grounding Kingston and pounding him with unforgiving strikes. That sounds really bad. With Big E, with Big e watching as part of the Thunderdome audience, Kingston fought his way back into the match and scored a near fall off a boom drop. Seamus regained control with a uh, urinagi for his own nearfall. The Irishman delivered a big Alabama slam as he pulled out every weapon in his arsenal in the name of a much-needed victory. Kingston answered, delivering a Russian leg sweep from the middle rope for a two-count. Both men fought to their feet, and Kingston delivered Trouble in Paradise for the hard-fought victory. Result, Kingston defeated Sheamus, grade B.
1: Um, On Friday, when they came out, they came out and they did this whole spiel of, you know... We're leaving, you know, Biggie's going to be here on his own and all that. And that was, they won that match and everything else. But then, you know, they come out Monday night and I think they did a good performance. I mean, the whole match was really good.
0: Tucker and El Gran Gordo versus The Miz and John Morrison. Backstage, <laughs> Ali got a promo on behalf of Retribution in which he revealed that he was the SmackDown hacker and that his motivation is to expose the greed and corruption within WWE. He vowed to shut down... What was he talking about, Washington or WWE? Washington, D.C. or WWE? <laughs> he vowed to shut down anyone who opposed them. Elsewhere, the Titus O'Neil proposed joining the Hurt Business, only to catch a beatdown from the faction. John Morrison and The Miz made their way into the ring for a tag team match with Tucker, whom they challenged to find a partner earlier in the, uh, the night. He did, introducing the WWE Universe to El Gran Gordo, one of the most famous luchadores in the world. A luchador who looked and sounded a hell of a lot like Otis Miss cut a yeah. scathing promo on Otis calling him a joke and claiming he had has bucked the system to this point and will continue to do so until he wins the cor- uh, the court case that would deliver him money in the bank. Tucker and Gordo hit the ring and cleared the, the heels out back from the break Miss and, Mor- and Morrison miss and Morrison Miss and Morrison worked over Tucker as the match got underway they cut they cut the ring off uh, isolating him from Gordo. The oversized, the oversized Luchador finally tagged into the match, bowling over the competition. That's mean, oversized <laughs> Luchador. Midway through the match, our uh, Truth Akira Tozawa, Dugulak, and Lucha House Party interrupted, leading to Gordo delivering the Caterpillar and a Vader Bomb for the win. The win result: Tucker and Gordo defeated Miz and Morrison, Great C minus. Yeah, it
1: was so cheesy. I mean. I think they're using Otis the way that they used to with um, Dustin Rhodes, you know, coming out in these wacko little outfits and trying to pretend he's not really who he is and stuff like that. But it was actually quite funny. Otis plays the comedian real good. Yeah. So I really enjoyed watching uh, Miz get his butt kicked, you know. So. <laughs> yeah. Keith, but, Keith
0: yeah. Lee versus Braun Strowman. Uh, yep. Gray White introduced the latest edition of the Firefly Funhouse with the theme of fresh starts and new friends. Ended with poor Ramblin' Rabbit getting devoured by Mercy the Buzzard, and our host welcoming Alexa Bliss to the set. Braun Strowman made his way to the ring for the night's main event, a heavyweight battle with Keith Lee, the former Universal Champion. Tried to steamroll Lee on the floor, but the NXT alumnus was barely phased by his decorated opponent. Lee targeted the ribs of Strowman, who was still impaired by the beating he endured. Friday at the hands of Roman Reigns. Um, a resourceful Strowman delivered a creative low, low blow, blasted Lee with a big boot to the face, and scored the win by dubious means. After the match, Lee delivered his own low blow and warned Strowman that he had messed with the wrong man. Result Strowman defeated Lee, C minus. It's lame. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It was lame for a big match. I mean. It was. Yeah. I was. I almost don't remember it,
1: but it was. <laughs> Yeah. No. I mean, I think his match with Roman Reigns was much better, even though like Ro- Roman's a heel now and everything else. He's a but... Tribal Chief. Yeah, Tribal Chief. But I think, yeah, I don't know. Just not impressed with some of these matches lately. A couple of them have been really good, but you know. Anyways. Yeah. That's just my opinion.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. You. Yeah. <laughs> you.
0: Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. On to the next. But, um, the Viper's final words of warning. Randy Orton made his way to the ring for, for the final promo before Sunday's Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, which I cannot wait for. Yes. Hell in a Cell and Royal Rumble are like my two, and Elimination Chamber. They're like the three that I yeah. guess I ever want to watch. I don't really care about the rest. because like yeah. Extreme Rules and TLC or Extreme Rules now, I guess they're together. It's just not really... Yeah. They, they, they don't do Extreme Rules anymore. Randy, Randy Orton made his way to the ring for the first promo for Sunday's Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. It's by Steel Structure. The Viper relived his encounters inside Hell in a Cell, re- recalling the match in which he earned the Undertaker's respect. WWE Champion Drew McIntyre interrupted. He came face-to-face with Orton, staring his rival down through the steel mesh of the cage before producing a pair of bolt cutters and breaking his way into the structure. McIntyre entered the cage as the show faded to black. Grade A. Uh,
1: Yeah, you know, I was kind of impressed with the way they did this with Randy and Drew and how they brought him out and everything else. I was, yeah, It was really good.
0: WWE NXT results from October twenty first. Kushida versus Tommaso Ciampa versus Velveteen Dream. Uh, Let's see. Tommaso Ciampa isolated Kushida early, but Velveteen Dream slowed down their physical offense. The Japanese superstar forced Dream to tap out on the outside. Tap out on the outside, but the wind could only come inside the ring. Kushida ran over both men in a flurry, but Champa stopped stopped him with Will- Willow's Bell. Dream knocked out Champa with his cast before Kushida took the win off a German suplex to the Blackheart. Result, Kushida defeats Champa and Dream by pinfall. Grade A-. Yeah. Kushida! Ember Moon versus Jesse Kamiya. With Adam, Cole, with Adam Cole in video, Undisputed Era explained backstage why Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish would defeat Rizungle. A video package was shown selling uh, Rhea Ripley versus Ember Moon. The war goddess then showed a technical focus that was a complete change from her past work. She made an example of Jesse Kamiya putting on a submission clinic that ended with a leg trap crossface. Afterwards, Dakota Kai attacked Moon to show she would not be used as a stepping stone. Root result: Moon defeats cameo by submission. Was that a Discord notification for you or me?
1: That was for me. Sorry. Go
2: ahead. Uh, hold on.
0: When's the podcast over? I will let you know. Oh, wait. <laughs> Austin Theory vs. Bronson Reed. That was a C plus, by the way. Austin Theory yeah. vs. Bronson Reed. Austin Theory showed his arrogance early when he thought he had the edge against Bronson Reed. The Ozilla, dominated the 23 year old superstar, knocking him off the top rope, then hitting the tsunami. Afterwards, Theory demanded a rematch. Sure, he was too good to lose twice. Sure, sure he was good, too good to lose twice. Reed caught him with a Simone drop and won in seconds. Theory left the NXT early afterwards, saying he was done with WWE. Result, Reed defeats Theory by pinfall twice. Grade, D. 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 Which means it was dumb. Crap. Oh. Yeah. Legato del Fantasma versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. Gross. My name is Swerve. Jake Atlas got the axe moving quickly in the fight, and Isaiah Swerve, Scott, and Ashante, the Adonis, followed suit. However, Legado del Fantasma showed off why they have become such an effective team. They stayed one step ahead at all times. Santos Escobar hit a suicide dive on Swerve before Atlas took out the NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Uh, this left Adonis alone to take a double-team Russian leg sweep, leg lariat finish from uh, Jacque. Uh, Wild and Raul Mendoza to take the win. In a video promo, Johnny Gargano was angered by the random nature of a wheel uh, deciding his match for Halloween Havoc. Uh, result Legato del Fantasma defeats Swarva, Donis, and Alice by pinfall grade B. Hmm. A Drake?
2: Yeah,
0: it wasn't too bad. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. Drake no. Maverick with Killian Dane versus Everrise. Okay. Ever, Everrise taunted Drake Maverick right from the start, and it set something off in him. After they told him killing Dane was his only friend, he bat- he uh, battered them with a steel chair to cause the disqualification. That's eventful. Um, nice. Maverick finally cooled down, and the Beast of Belfast congratulated him after being impressed with his fire. Oh, jeez. The <laughs> result Everrise <laughs> defeats Dane and Maverick by disqualification, grade B. Dane just wants somebody getting their butt whooped.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, wouldn't you? No, I'm just joking. I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Uh,
0: Sha uh, Lee versus Casey Catanzaro. Who? Ka- uh, Katie Catanzaro. Catanzaro. Sha Lee okay. fought with mad focus in the con- this contest, but Katie Catanzaro was a little too fast for the Chinese superstar. She caught Lee with a surprise roll-up for a quick victory. Lame! Z lost, <laughs> Lee lost after this match. She attacked both Can- Kenzaro and Caden Carter. Kel Gonzalez arrived and destroyed everyone, of course. Uh, she called out Ray Ripley, promising to be la Diabla of her nightmares. Uh, yeah. Backstage, Cameron Grimes wasn't happy to hear he was fighting Dexter Lumus in a haunted house of terror match at Halloween Havoc. Result, Kenzaro defeats Lee by pinfall. Great, D. Yeah, it was a D because it was a roll-up pin early. Nobody likes those no those are lame like, ass matches no. those are fillers uh Th- yeah. thatch thatch can uh timothy thatcher versus anthony green Tim- yeah. timothy thatcher tried to show off the importance of proper leverage on a variety of technical submissions his student anthony green whom he called andrew got too physical with him inappropriately Kidding. Yeah. and thatcher demanded a match he caught his proje in a half crab with a quick decisive submission A pre-taped interview was shown for Damian Priest, who was not afraid to fight Johnny Gargano again in any match. Thatcher defeats Anthony Green by submission, grade C+. Sure.
1: I guess so. I mean, see, this is the thing. Like These matches
2: lately have been... You know?
1: And they're over so fast.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that's why it's almost they're not memorable.
0: True. NXT Tag yeah. Team Championship: Zongo versus Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch. Bobby Fish was hurt backstage, and Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly helped him to the medical staff. Strong that, uh, was then also found out laid out. O'Reilly refused to wrestle on behalf mm-hmm. of either of either, and chose Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch to face the NXT Tag Team Champions instead. Um, the physical style of the Brawlers was tough for Fandango, Fandango, and Tyler Breeze to match. However, Breezango uh, persevered. Prince Pretty Prince Pretty managed to injure the left leg of Birch to give himself an opening. Birch slowed as a result. While Brizango found a second win, someone attacked fa, da, Go from behind. And as the referee was trying to find the attacker, Birch caught Breeze with a low blow uppercut to set up the win. The mystery man held up the hands of the new ta- NXT tag team champions. Pat McAfee revealed he was the, the mystery man. Knocked the crowd. My boy Pat McAfee. I still watch his show every morning. Well, not every morning nowadays, but I did for a while. The McAfee show. For, yeah. Former Indianapolis Colts punter once once uh, recovered his own onside kick against the Houston Texans. Yep. Um, very good punter. He was amazing. Result, Lorcan yeah. and Burch defeat Brizango Bra- by pinfall to become the new NXT Tag Team Champions, grade B+. Well, it was pretty good. He's was pretty
1: It was. I, I actually like Tyler Breeze. He's pretty cool. Fandango, I can't do without him uh-huh. since. Uh, you know, I liked him better when he was with Summer Rae in the WWE. Now that he's back on NXT, I'm like,
0: yay. I like Prince Pretty. I don't mind him. Yeah. yeah,
1: <laughs> Exactly. I don't Sp- mind him WWE at all.
0: SmackDown results, October 23.
2: Yeah, this will be
0: tonight. This, yes, yes, yes. The KO Show. Yay. <laughs> SmackDown opened with Kevin's, Kevin Owens in the ring for another episode of his talk show. He made a quick joke about the draft before introducing his guest, Daniel Bryan. They talked about how they look forward to facing each other again in the future, and K.O. asked Brian what he wants to see on SmackDown. Bryan talked about wanting to see the best young talent showcased on the show. Owen said he brought Brian out to talk about the tag titles. He mentioned how he has never been a, he's never been a tag team champion. And Bryan said it's because KO had betrayed a lot of friends. As betrayal friends, before they could talk any further, Duff Ziegler and Robert Rood came out to talk some trash. It wasn't long before the street Profits joined the party. Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura soon arrived to voice their complaints. A huge brawl broke out as the show went to commercial. We returned to see the eight-man tag match already in progress. It was the usual multi-team setup. All eight guys had a few good spots before they tagged out to someone else. Brian uh, landed hard on his right knee, and, and the opposing team spent several minutes focusing. On making the injury worse. After the obligatory sequence with every competitor, Montez Ford had a huge frog splash for the win. C plus.
2: Yeah, it wasn't too bad. No. Nah,
1: yeah, it was bad. really. It was. It was actually really cool to see um, all those tag teams come out. Um, you can see Kevin's got some new ink, so he's looking good. Um, partnering up with Daniel Bryan, I thought that was actually pretty cool of him. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was a good match to watch. I enjoyed it.
0: Second match of the afternoon was yeah. Bianca Belair versus Zelina Vega. Oh yes, that was good. Sorry. <laughs> Bianca Belair begs Zelina Vega to the corner to get the match going. Uh, Vega slapped her across the face, and Belair made her pay for throwing her to the mat. The the the, the est, est countered the est countered a head scissor takedown with a front handspring. She took Vega down and hit a standing moonsault. Vega hit a few kicks and a huracarana before Belair knocked her down with one hard right hand. Belair literally deadlifted Vega off the mat and dropped her on the top turnbuckle before hitting the the K.O.D. for the win. Grade B minus.
1: Okay. I actually like Bianca. Um, I'm kind of glad they brought her up from NXT. It was a great match. Selena Vega is a little powerhouse, I'll tell you that much. She's dynamite in a small package.
0: But That hair is ridiculous.
1: Um, love it. She could, she could really hurt you with that. It's like, you know, you get hit with a big dog's tail and it's like all bone. Just whack you one. <laughs> yeah. I'd That's get, a foreign yeah.
0: object. That'd be, that'd be disqualification.
1: Exactly. It should be a weapon. But no, I really like Bianca. I'm glad they're giving her the push that they are. The new WWE um, game, you, and... go
0: under the, under the, uh, you reach for a weapon in <laughs> the ring and you just pull out a lock of Bianca's hair.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it was a great match to watch. I liked it.
0: Chad Gable versus Lars Sullivan.
1: Yeah.
0: Caleb <laughs> sure. Braxton interviewed Chad Gable for the match. He said he is fed up with not getting drafted and he decided to call the big man in order to get back on the right track. Shorty G tried to hit a crossbody from the middle rope right away, but Lars Sullivan caught him and threw him across the ring. He smiled as he propelled Gable into the air and let him fall back to the mat. Gable actually managed to get in a few surprising shots before Sullivan sent him into the corner and flying across the ring with the throw. Grade D. Well,
1: you know... I don't know, filler match, I guess you
0: could say. Squash match, yeah. Yeah. The boss the boss gets the signature. Bailey sat in the ring and said she is annoyed she even has to address why she didn't sign the hell and Cell contract last week to face Banks. After she ranted a little, a little, the boss came out with this contract in hand. Bailey tried to hit her with the chair, but Banks ducked it and picked up the belt. Banks eventually forced Bailey to sign a contract. While holding, why is, my... why is the phone off? Well, because it's been on the heater. That's why. Uh, Bailey tried to hit her with the chair, but Banks was ducked and picked up the bell. Banks eventually forced Bailey to sign the contract while holding her in the bank statement with some help from the chair. She posed with the lit title over her former friend and promised to take the title from her grade B. Yeah, sure. um.
1: I am looking forward to that match between the two of them. I really am. Bailey or I mean Sasha is I I want her to win. Yeah. She's my vote.
2: Yeah, I agree. Law and
0: Otis.
1: Oh, and by the way with Chad Gable, just have to say this. Um I think he deserves a lot more than he's getting. They keep putting him up against these big guys and no. But he deserves more than that. He deserves a bigger push in a different direction.
0: True. Yes.
2: Um, La and Otis. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Freaking Otis.
1: <laughs> that was a farce.
2: That <laughs> was the stupidest thing I've ever seen in a long time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The first segment began with Ron Simmons acting as the, Daryl, act as the uh, bailiff to introduce Judge JBL. The Miz talked over his own lawyer while Otis represented Judge JBL. Give me a break. The Miz (laughs) talked over his own lawyer while Otis represented himself. The the opening statements were quick and to the point. The second segment saw Rey Mysterio, Oscar, and Tucker give their testimonies. Give me a break. Teddy Long had a good cameo as the count as the court reporter. Freaking Teddy Long. JBL returned after the break to give his verdict. He said Otis has done nothing wrong. It was about the rule in his, his favor when the Miz said he had one last piece of evidence. It was the, a briefcase filled with money. JBL looked at it immediately ruled in Viz's favor. Give me a break. He ordered Otis yep. to bet on the Miz a hell and stuff for the Money in the Bank contract. Great C. Yeah,
1: They had Rey Mysterio came in to testify for him. Um Oscar came in and spoke in fluent Japanese, and nobody understood, but apparently Teddy Long did. Japanese Harper came in and talked Japanese about Japanese him and everything else.
0: Really, current Japanese, really <laughs>
1: so. And then, as he's... Well, we don't really know if it was money in the briefcase. We assume it was, because it's made. No, it was in the right? bank.
0: Money in the bank. Oh, yeah, so... Money was in the Anyways, bank,
1: Anyways, but... So now they have to go to Hell in a Cell, and whoever wins the match wins the briefcase.
0: Whoever wins the Hell in a Cell wins the Money in the Bank contract. Yes, N- sir. nothing to do with the pay-per-view, but it's something to do with the other pay-per-view. Yeah, exactly. Murphy versus so what's the Seth point of Rollins. It? Yeah, I, <laughs> that's ridiculous.
1: I don't understand why they've even put this match in. This, is just, this has got to be, and I hope to God they do do this, is put this on the preview show. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you don't want to waste any pay-per-view time on it.
1: Because if they put this as an event as regular Hell in a Cell, I... no. Yeah, you, no, you, I'll be highly disappointed. you definitely don't
0: want them to waste time on it.
1: Yeah. I love Otis. Don't get me wrong. If it was a different kind of match against The Miz, but because this is a Money in the Bank contract, this this shouldn't be Hell in a Cell match material. Yeah. Yeah, that's just me though. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's hundreds of people that would disagree with me, but that's my fault. I just, the whole thing was dumb. It was, you know. Anyway. Um.
0: Alright, but anyway. Murphy and Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins gave a quick interview before the match, and where he talked about how he would have fun beating up Murphy. They locked up and fought for a control in the corner. The Messiah taunted him and kept calling him disciple until Murphy grabbed his arm and wrestled him to the mat in an arm bar. Rollins reversed the hole and decked him in the face after a few more counters. The Juggernaut returned the favorite with a punch of his own. He sent Rollins out of the ring and backdropped him onto the announce table. We came back from break to see the Savior of SmackDown in control. Ray and Dominic were shown, asking Aaliyah why she was watching the match backstage. Murphy started to fight back and nailed a missile, dro- missile drop drop missile kick. He sent Rollins out of the ring again and hit a big dive over the top rope. He hit out uh, Rollins with a huge meteor, but appeared to hurt his shoulder and wrist when he, la- when he landed. He rolled out of the ring to pop his shoulder back and, and Rollins used the opportunity to hit a suicide dive. He scored a near fall and looked shocked when Murphy kicked out. He returned from another commercial to see Rollins hit a buckle bomb. Murphy fired back with a knee to the face for a close two count. After several close calls, Rollins hit the stomp for the win. Aaliyah tried to get Ray and down to help uh, Murphy when Rollins grabbed a kendo stick, but they wanted to stay out of it. She went to the ring to plead with the Messiah to stop as he unloaded on his former disciple. Dom eventually came out and Rollins took him out. This led to Ray making the save with the chair. Grade A. Um. Okay. <laughs> Roman Reigns <laughs> names his stipulation.
1: It. Let me just say this. I think this whole storyline between Aaliyah and Buddy, I think this could go somewhere.
0: Yeah. Okay, moving on. Oh, that was all? Yeah, that's all I had to say. <laughs> Roman Reigns names his stipulation. Reigns and Paul Heyman came to the ring, but before they could talk, Jimmy Uso appeared in Reigns' special suite. He asked, he, or he revealed himself, and Jay, oh, oh, he revealed himself, oh. Uh-oh. Oh, no. He, he's that like, who's the, the tribal chief now? He revealed himself, and <laughs> Jay attacked Reigns with, from, from behind. Oh, he revealed himself, and then got Reigns from behind. Oh, dear Lord. Yikes. Uso grabbed a chair, but the tribal chief kicked him in the face. Uso fired back with a super kick and climbed up to hit a super fly splash. Jimmy joined his brother on stage to celebrate, but Reigns quickly recovered. He asked for the mic and told Jay that if he lost on Sunday, Uso will have to acknowledge him as his tribal chief and fall in line, if both Usos are out of the Annoy family. After the cell lowered around the ring, Jay climbed up to the wall and stared down at his cousin. Yeah. Well, I thought it was
1: pretty cool watching him get his
0: arse kicked. He's ours. He's ours kicked. I thought it was pretty cool. AEW Dynamite results October 21st. Yeah. Okay. 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 AEW World Championship <laughs> Eliminator Tournament match. Jungle Boy vs. Wardlow. Wardlow okay. wasted little time with that freshly squeezed. Was- wasted little time establishing dominance in the first world title eliminator tournament match of the night, hurling Jungle Boy into the ring- Jungle Boy into the ring post, a uh, ring post, and diving or driving the wind from his smaller opponent. The big man targeted the back of his opponent, punishing Jungle Boy, as the commentary team discussed the uh, brevity of most of his matches. An instinctive knee to the face stunned Wardlow and allowed Jungle Boy to mount a comeback that included a big missile dropkick and. Top uh, tope suicide. So tope suicida. Moments later, the underdog babyface reversed a powerbomb off a top rope into a Hurricane. But Wardlow recovered and downed him with an F10. A second earned the massive heel, the wind. Wardlow. Result Wardlow defeated Jungle Boy C. Was the great.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Another. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just me. Without (laughs) these crowds and everything else, I mean, I'm just not enjoying it. I mean, they're great matches. Yeah. Yeah.
0: AEW World Championship Eliminator match. Sonny Kiss versus Kenny Omega. Uh, AEW champion John Moxley cut a pre-recorded promo about his relationship with Eddie Kingston uh, against whom he will defend his title in in an I Quit match at Full Gear. Be looking at that match because this is suspicious. Yeah. Because if Moxie loses we know where he's going because that would just make sense. Yep. Uh, Kingston, uh, he discussed the friendship Kingston's change in attitude and their match on November 7th. His accomplishments obnoxiously read off by Justin, Justin Roberts a new over-the-top entrance, including two young women with brooms, a nod to the cleaner persona. Uh, Kenny Omega made his way to the squared circle for an AEW World Championship eliminator tournament match with Sonny Kiss. Kiss stepped in for Joey uh, Janela, who pulled himself from the show after learning he had come into contact with someone who tested positive for COVID-19. Omega blessed Kiss with a knee to the face and pinned his opponent, following the one-winged angel in in mere seconds. After the match, he distinguished the or disingenuously showed kiss respect before exiting the ring. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. They didn't have any rehearsals, yeah. so they're just like, "Yeah, go ahead and just just hit him with the finisher. Hit him with the finisher yeah. early and get the match over with." Um, result: Omega defeated Kiss. Great, it was a B. Well, yeah.
2: A-
1: yeah. A- I didn't really get to watch. It was
0: Kenny Omega. It's going to be at least a B. AEW oh, yeah. World Championship Eliminator Match penta l zero m versus ray phoenix uh two of the greatest luchadors of this generation battle in brotherly warfare advanced spent in the aw world championship eliminator tournament at stake as lucha bros ray phoenix and penta l zero m battled in the third match of the night penta targeted the ankle of his brother early but that but that attention was short-lived and gave way to a brutal exchange of chops a springboard by Phoenix earned him a kick to the face uh, mid-flight. Phoenix responded by wiping his sibling out. He attempted to run the ropes, but Penta pulled the top rope down, leaving Phoenix to crash to the mat below. Penta controlled the match during the commercial, both in and out of the ring. A missed chop connected with the ring post, allowing Phoenix to catch him with a superkick. Penta rocked his brother with one of his own to reestablish the advantage, or his advantage. A springboard sl- a sling blade... By Penta impressed even Eddie Kingston on, a com- on commentary. While a head scissors by Phoenix may have stunned himself more than his opponent, slowed significantly, he still managed to rock his opponent with a super kick for a near call. Phoenix delivered a big Spanish fly from the top rope for another close two count. Penta caught Phoenix in midair and turned him, turn, turned him into a power bomb. Phoenix recovered with a, with a destroyer from out of nowhere for the win. Result Phoenix defeated Penta, grade A. Yeah, actually, uh, that was pretty good. This was good. AEW World Championship Eliminator. Hangman Page versus Colt Cabana. Hangman Page and Colt Cabana rounded out the AEW World Championship Eliminator, round one. Page uncorked a standing shooting star press for an early near fall and then delivered a springboard clothesline and a pescado on the floor. During the break, Page delivered a big forearm to the face, Evil Uno, <sighs> watch him from the ramp. Watch from the ramp. Back in the ring, he delivered a pump handle follow away slam on- into a bridge for two. Cabana fought back into the match, coming out of the break, but Paige caught him in midair and downed him with a suplex. Cabana shoved Paige off the top rope, sending him flipping back in uh, first into the ring apron. A big splash followed as Boom Boom took control of the match. Page answered with the power bomb for two. Cabana uh, tried for the Chicago skyline the top rope, but Paige escaping, tried for his own finisher, the Buckshot. Cabana countered into the sp- uh, Superman for two. Hangman finally delivered Buckshot to advance in the tournament and set himself up for a showdown with Warlow. Result, Paige defeated Cabana Great C C+. Yeah, I would, I would agree. C-plus sounds about right. Le Dinner de Bonner. Chris Jericho on MJF. Okay. Taz and Ricky Starks got a promo on Will Hobbs and Darby Allin. I had a full gear. All oh, well, while FTW champion. Hold on. Yes, I did have this. I was just making sure this was part of the thing. Uh, while well, FTW champion Brian Cage looked imposing. Elsewhere, Chris Jericho and MJF had their dinner debonair. They started like, going back and forth over the rareness of their... Quarterhouse stakes, and then turned their attention to the prospects of MJF as a member of the inner circle. A musical interlude featuring a performance of Me and My Shadow ensued, complete with Rockets uh, ripoffs. Uh, the, the vignette ended with the heels complaining about the rareness of their stakes and a nice exclamation point. Grade A. Yeah, definitely.
2: Killian? Definitely.
1: Go ahead, go ahead. But I was definitely agreeing with that grade A. Yep, definitely.
0: Definitely. <laughs> Killian King versus Dr. Britt Baker. Killian King, a veteran of A.W. Dark, uh, battled Dr. Britt Baker in singles competition as the company's resident role model, sought to climb into women's title contention. Uh, King countered an attempted at lockjaw early but fell prey to a stomp. She recovered and teed off with some forearms. Baker downed her opponent with the trip and tried for a quick pin. Baker delivered a flatliner to the bottom turnbuckle, and Rebel added some insult to injury with ringside taunting. A fisherman neckbreaker, another stomp, and the lockjaw spelled uh, the end for King as the good doctor scored the hard-fought win. Result: Baker defeated King, grade C+. She plush. Yeah, C+. C+. Plush.
1: plush
0: And the final I'm match of the night. I was going to
1: say at least C-plus wasn't
0: with Freshly Oh, man. <laughs> Freshly Squeezed. Four-way tag team, number one contender match. Nice. Final match of the week. Well, yeah. Technically, the final match of the week was on SmackDown, but for our podcast. Four of the top teams in AW battle for the opportunity to challenge FTR for the tag team titles at full gear as the Young Bucks private party Dark Orders, Alec Reynolds, and John Silver and Butcher and Blade with the Bunny rage war in the chaotic four-way main event. With the Bunny. With the Bunny. It did not take long for the action to break down, but Butcher and Blade slowed the pace and worked over Mark Ken of Private Party, heading into the commercial break. During the picture-in-picture timeout, Matt Hardy and Sammy uh, Guevara brawled, uh, adding heat to their program, all while Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood discussed the tag division and the the rivalry with Matt and Nick Jackson at the commentary position. Back from the break, Reynolds and Silver starred, uh, starred nearly scoring the pinfall victory over uh, Ken, but the Bucks broke up the pin. Saving their title aspirations, I, uh, Isaac Kennedy joined Ken for a hardy party for a near fall, but fell prey to a double double knee for the uh, to the back by the blade. The Bucks gained control and mocked FTR passing themselves at three count in the process. Cassidy almost scored a roll-up uh, on Nick, but the attitudinal heel narrow, narrowly escaped defeat. Matt pulled Ken off the apron and then proceeded to pin Cassidy by reversing a, a victory roll for the win. After the match, a massed holy blanker joined the tag champions in a beatdown of the Bucks, uh, culminating with a spike pile driver on Nick and chair assaults to the ankle of Matt. Result: the the Bucks defeated Private Party, Butcher and Blade, and the Dark Order. Grade B. Yeah,
1: agreed. Grade B sounds about right. Yep, that was a good one.
0: It was a decent, a decent week in wrestling. A definite improvement from last week, so I'm glad. But um, a definite improvement. From um. Last- but with that, sorry, I'm, I'm like, I'm sidetracked. But with that, um, I really thank you for being here, Vic. Um, it's fun. Absolutely. Night out, we will be live tomorrow, hopefully. I'm not sure the time yep. yet, but we should be good. Um, I, Probably about 6 p.m. I don't know if I can make it, but I really will try. It just depends if my parents need me do something, but we'll see. Yep. Okay. I will more than likely be there. Okay. All
2: right. Sounds good. Well, with
0: that, everyone, we are out.
2: Later. Take care, all.